minute, crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. Episode 104. What's going on, Tommy? Mate, <laughs> sorry, I just said, <laughs> I just, I don't know why I didn't talk then. No, that's okay. It, you, uh, uh, you were driving here in rain today. Yeah. Traffic, not ideal? Traffic's a shit house. Um, but I did notice something um, that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Bumper stickers. Yeah. What about them? So, okay. So Actually, the- before you get into that, can I just say people are probably wondering, you know what 104 was meant to be? What was 104? Oh, um, what was it? The Bono episode. <laughs> yeah, Bono cancelled because he heard no, me th- talking about I th- it. I th- yeah, I think like in full transparency, given the, the style of the podcast, we should let people know that um, it's really hard for me to say this, but Bono was never coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never came. But uh, So, yeah, you're, um, you've driven to where I'm house-sitting. We've got a shoot yeah. uh, in an hour. So, we're just getting a cheeky little podcast in before yeah. we... Um, we hit the road. Yeah, so I saw this uh, bumper sticker. It said, I love barley dogs. Okay. Is it like a literal thing? So they like dogs in Bali? I guess we don't know. I don't know. Well, if, you, if you've been to Bali, yeah, there's a dogs, few dogs are everywhere. Yeah. I nearly got nipped by one running past them. Mm. They're, they're pests. Yeah. But they are wild. So people end up feeding them. Like they're nice enough. They, it's almost like they just kind of stick to themselves. I mean, people get bitten, but with the amount that there is, people aren't. It's not like they're savaging people every no. everywhere you're seeing it. I never saw what, that happen. But so the, the bumper sticks, have you ever had them on your car? Uh, the closest thing, thing I had was when I had the blog Melbourne Geek. And, and you put one on your car. A decal, a full back decal on no. the Melbourne Geek with like my caricature on the back and everything. Ford Laser 97. So when I had the stripping business, yeah, I didn't, but the dude who I had the business with had a Mercedes, like a four-wheel drive Mercedes. And, and we got like a decal on the back that said Aussie Spunks, male st- stripping and entertainment, mm-hmm. and then a number, which was, I got this, you would have been proud, 0488. Spunks. Oh, that's cool. How do you even get that? Well, you just work out what that, say if it's six numbers, numbers at the yeah. end and it spells spunks and then you check out if um, anyone's got it. But uh, sorry, then you can go, like you could go with many providers that offer 0488. So it was like, I think it was Telstra that offered the 0488. Yeah. And so I got to Why, choose. What's the 88 mean? Uh, just like my start of mine's 0401, which is old school yeah so it was just the time okay sure so yeah you just then the 88 had nothing to do with your business though it just nothing it's okay. just you i wanted to go i could have got like 0468 but mm-hmm. i was like 88 was good anyway the problem with having a, a decal as you may have realized if you had your number on people would call you in yeah. traffic i've i think i've called one person before telling him they're driving like a dickhead really yeah so this dude oh because we had the we had a um the spunks phone mm. <laughs> uh, he would get like abused so like dudes calling thinking he's you know like it's a good um, trolling it was it's a it good was, way of det- i mean probably the level of troll on a sp- aussie spunks business yeah. is quite high as well high on a geek They're just, just people, yeah going, melbourne geek people are like what's the see what like, i'd do if i saw that i would drive up to see if you looked like a geek yeah. And you would have yeah, looked like a geek. Yeah. 
and I still do. Anyway, I'm going somewhere with this story. It's no. a, in a roundabout way. Okay. What it made me think when I saw this, when I was in Shepparton, I've wanted to tell you this for a while okay. on the program. Can you never do segue? What, what has happened to you this morning? I, You're talking I, as am if Am I clearly not doing a sort of dumb radio segue to make light of that there is dumb radio segues out there? I don't know if they picking up on the dumb... So I just did a dumb radio segue. Okay. It seemed very. Think, it, it was very authentic. Now that you say, <laughs> okay. look out for those danger signs. Yeah, okay. Now that you're talking, so when I was driving up to Shepparton, I um, saw a a bumper sticker, and I was it was a bit fucking repulsed by it. And the bumper sticker was, "Fuck off, we're full." Oh uh, yeah, there, there's a few of them around. You've seen it, yeah. Okay, so. With the Aussie, the Australian sort of silhouette or whatever yeah. outline. What do you think it means? Because I, 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 it means we, it means that don't let any any anyone else into the country because we're full. Well, so that's what I thought it meant. That's what it does mean. And it? I think it does mean that. But where did it come from? So there's like oh, so the iteration. So we I talked about this on on the radio. It was okay. like six a.m. or something. I was like, I saw this bumper sticker. It was. Disgusting, yeah. and yeah. you know, can't believe people put those on their car. Uh-huh. And, and what did people say? We got a call, Laura, about probably she's like late fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just wanted to tell you about the bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. So we recorded it. We didn't put it to air. Yeah, because we didn't. Want, <laughs> we didn't want it to go. It. We love it. Yeah, Don't yeah. let him in. Yeah. She actually said, the origins of that sticker are actually uh, from "fuck off, we're full," meaning. We don't want your import. We don't want to import your meat. So it was around like importing, exporting of meat. So they did. We didn't want um, cattle being imported into the country uh-huh. because we've got our own. Is this almost like my full stack films logo that could be interpreted as a swastika? <laughs> you started off in one sort of realm, and then people are like, hang on, if you just angle it forty no, degrees, it's. Meaning, the, so the the she thinks that that was the original meaning. Okay. And then the racist, and then the racists and the gross people yeah. just took it and went, "Wow, fuck! We don't even have to invent a saying. We just uh-huh. take this one that yeah. had a sticker, and it was all around um, cattle." So there's a bit of. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that that happens constantly. It's. Um, uh, Jason Fox was talking to me about how some of those things that he says jokingly as a way of sort of highlighting the dumbness of um, s- some of the motivational mm. speaker type deals, like where he says, check up from the neck up. He said that he's seen people go, oh, yeah, yeah, check up with yeah. your neck, not realizing that he was sort of playing a role yeah, in that. I, I, I get it, Jason. I mean, it's like my, I, I thought I was being obvious with my dumb segues, nah, but I mean, th- there's things that kind of connect. See, I thought I was being, I thought I was actually being really fucking funny and f- silly. Witty, silly. Well, silly, just like obviously silly. But yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't always come across how you think. Um, two house sitting, uh, Questions or or incidences? In, yeah, there's been a lot of incidences here. In, in, incidences, yes. Uh, no, when it's raining, what do you do with a dog? Does he just not go outside? He needs to shit still. Mm. See, this house doesn't have a dog door. Where I grew up, there was dog doors, and they'd shit as they please. Yeah, but there was probably some days that they shat inside. You've got to take him out. You've got to take the dog out. That's the responsibility of if we open owning the, a dog. If we open the door. 
And just if he goes out, he goes out now. See, this is where you fall flat in being a dog owner uh-huh. because you're not actually a dog owner. This, yeah. You're a part-time dog owner. That's yeah. the problem here. My dad would be out with the bag walking the dog most mornings in the pit, in pitch black, rain, hail or shine. Like that's what It's do- a commitment, yeah. It's such a commitment. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, and so you've got this... You're, it's you're great to be able to have... It's great to have Archie as a, um, a reminder that why... I wouldn't have a pet. It's a bit like a spa. You get a, you go to your mate's spa that's nice and warm. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to deal with all the maintenance. Put and all the, the bullshit into it and make yeah. it make it good. I guess so. The the other thing that happened last night, I uh, I went to brush my teeth, had the uh, toothbrush in my hand, and something didn't feel right. Turns out I was about to use the house owner's toothbrush. They have the exact same toothbrush. Oh, no. And I um, I had brushed my teeth uh, yesterday morning in the shower and had left it in there. So, it confused me because I was looking for my toothbrush and that theirs was the one there and it was the same color and all that sort of thing. And so, you actually... I didn't get to toothbrush to mouth. So, that's okay. But that mm. could have been an absolute disaster. <sighs> If you'd used it, would you have just rinsed it and put it back? No, nah, we'd have thrown it out. I would have thrown both one. out and got new ones. Wait, you would have th- why would you have thrown yours out? Could have been confused. I might have actually... <laughs> that might actually be theirs too. <laughs> just blow you never know. I'd like, get too confused. You know what, you're going to have to light the whole just house be on fire. <laughs> Burn down this house and, and the dog in it. No. No, it's... <laughs> mate, dog, that got real dark. It is, uh, Poor yeah. Look at Archie's little face. He just looked up like... No, he just looked at me. He said, I haven't shat in three days, you (laughs) asshole. (laughs) No, it's, you know what happens? It's a similar, not a similar thing, but at the gym, when Mm. I worked in gyms, everyone's got similar water bottles. Uh And do you know how many times I found myself drinking some other bloke's water Uh, bottle? That's gross. It grosses me out. And same with, and in all fairness, Amy and I share a toothbrush every now and then. Why? Like, if we've been away, if we're traveling. And yeah. we're like, oh shit, we've left one. I've left. It's usually me leaving my toothbrush brush at home. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. I guess, I guess if, if you're macking on all the time anyway, who cares? <laughs> macking on? What are you? Grade seven? No, in grade seven, we were, what would you call it in grade seven? On the count of three, let's say it, one, two, three. Pash. Ma- pa- yeah, I was going to say pash, and then I went for make out, and and then had a stroke up. Yeah, through. I'm sorry, we we did that. Pa- yeah, pashing, make out. But I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, bodily like sh- sharing with your partner. Yeah. yeah, I'm not macking out on with Amy. I don't call it macking on. What do you call it? Mate, I may be making out still. Oh, you guys <laughs> make out. You're gross. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the I'm looking at uh, Trello at the moment. You know how you, you have didn't those- have much sleep, did you? Your voice, you sound tired. Are you tired? Uh, the funny thing is, the I am really tired. I had eight hours sleep <laughs> and, and Brie woke me up with a coffee again, which was amazing. No, I think it's the, um, it's, it's maybe the time in which I like, I've just, my mind has been thinking constantly of, especially on shoot days. If you're, if you do video or anything like that, and it's probably so many other industries too, yeah. shoot days have this heightened sense of, okay, we're moving everything. We need to, like, we're doing this thing. We need to be prepared. Mm. And so, it's the legwork the day before and the evening before to be like, I'm getting all the edits I need to get done yeah, yeah, in yeah. the can. 
and with this shit internet. So, can you just tell me? Because uh, I want to tell. I want you to tell me about the story of when you went to the shoot. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> At the I fire, when I was at the fire brigade, I think so you worked at the fire brigade. Yeah, I worked as at the Metropolitan Fire Brigade. I was uh, would have been 20, 20 or twenty one. I think I was twenty. Yeah, it would have been twenty. So little JJ, what were you weighing in at? Uh, Nineteen or twenty, uh, over a hundred. Wow. And yeah. what do you weigh now? Uh, Eighty five. Lean machine. N- not quite yet, but getting there. Osher Ginsburg and I were. Uh, Macking on on the Instagram DMs. <laughs> well, sliding into his, t- yeah, each other's DMs. It, yeah, just chatting about weight and shit like that. He's lean, lean He's again. lean as a whipper, but yeah. he, he trains. You've just optimised your diet. Yeah, well, so here we'll, we'll talk. I was talking about that sort of my next, next yeah. step. Oh, yeah, mate, you, you're 80% there. Yeah, oh, 90. Okay, 90% there. Really close. You need to have some room to lift a weight, bro. 10%. But anyway, so I... um. Yeah, no, so actually I would have been uh, yeah, 20. And, uh, Is this a, driving your Melbourne Gate car? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'm trying to think if... Yeah, it would have been like a similar time. Maybe it was even when I was like 19. I think it was 2009, I was 19. And um, it was an interesting role because I'd come out of... I was working for myself. I'd done like a year out of school working with myself, like working for my own business, freelancing. And I was working at my parents' house and it was just like one of those times where thinking about the struggle of like, this is going on nearly 10 years ago now Mm. and um, how disconnected I was in the sense of I was working in Berwick at my parents' house trying to... um, trying to like have clients and stuff but I was working from home so you I would barely see like I would work from uh, my mates had a uh, office in the main street of Berwick or whatever which is like suburban Melbourne yeah. and uh, I would sometimes go in there but yeah I was pretty disconnected and isolated and I found this um, mate isn't that remote remote workplace you yeah. had you were living the dream I was, yeah. for our work but it was it was it wasn't ideal but i um yeah the mfb had this role that i took on uh which was like a it was a media producer role yeah. but it was tied up in this traineeship so they paid me peanuts and it was sort of a junior burger role but i was basically they were just using it as cheap labor in mm. some regards so i was doing all the stuff everyone else was doing but um there was a there was a time I would go off and film all different types of things. So some of the stuff was really cool. It would be like fire drills or doing um, safety videos. Or we even had, there was this show called um, uh, All Hands. It was called All Hands. I've just gone blank. I think it was called All Hands. Yeah, and it was a um, weekly show. Sort of like if you're in Australia, the footy show. It's a panel show, but they're all uh, firefighters. Yeah on the show and they talk about the best like fire fire incidences of the week. So they're like, Oh, you know, we had this the one. Best. Yeah, we, we had all you know, just like the highlight one. So they'll be like, Oh, you know, had this uh had this fire in Brighton and we've got, you know, John on the line who was there, mate, tell us about it. It's like, yeah, the the we we had uh X amount of uh, trucks there, blah blah blah. God, I'd actually fun. be into that. Yeah, I mean <laughs> but the funny thing it was it was a um they were dropping so much money on this production. They would actually have all these people from Channel 9 who were uh, worked for the footy show and stuff oh, would yeah. come in for the day 
to be the camera operators and stuff. Jeez. It was just so overbaked, and it was live to every fire, every metropolitan fire, um, fire. What is it called? Fire station. Fire yeah. Station. And so they would be able to watch it live. Yeah. So they would they would watch it live and not something. So that just gives you some of the quirks. But so I was one of these times had to go to Carrum Downs, which was far out. That's, to um, that's forty minutes, forty five minutes from Berwick. Yeah, but I was going from um, uh, North Fitzroy, where they where the MFB, uh, like uh, media production. Oh, is that was. where you had to go to every day? Yeah, North so, Fitzroy. Yeah, that's so at trying. least an hour to Carrum Downs. Oh, yeah, so it, it took ages. Yeah, and so I um, uh, drove all the way there met with the person who was running all the training, said, hey, I'm Josh. Um, you know, I sort of prided myself on being a, being quite good at talking to them and all that sort of thing. Yeah. They gave me the safety gear that I had to wear and I said, I'm just going to go back to the car and get all the gear. Went to my bag, opened up the bag. I'd taken the camera bag, but not the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and um, man, that was... I could imagine your nose would have just had beads of sweat yeah. in one second. It was, it was, I was slightly, but the, the good thing about it, because I was a bit of a junior burger, yeah. it was lucky because I'm like, okay, this is just part of the process. This is like, you had for that- once I've actually, st- yeah, I actually, I was like, I definitely was a little bit panicked, but the thing is it was a, it was a government agency and it was this little department that had just been, just before I'd arrived, had mm. been independently audited and had been slammed. And it, so... Just like this is like a massive waste of resources and money and all that sort of thing. And so my boss was, um, he would take like a lot of sick leave and all that sort of thing. But he was, he was, what he was good at was empathizing to being shit at your job. Yes, Josh, I pulled four sickies last month and yeah, I wasn't exactly. even sick. So I get it, buddy. Yeah. We was- all, we all make mistakes. <laughs> And th- you, there was no reprimand. You didn't. No, nah, I, didn't, I didn't get in trouble. Were, were, were they there specifically for you to film, or were they just doing? Nah, the they training? were just doing training anyway, so that was okay. But the, that does remind me. Might as well just get this as the uh, the stories of working at the fire brigade. Yeah. Can I just ask quickly because yeah. you'd probably know this? I always heard that if you were in the training to become a firefighter, mm-hmm. if you stepped up two steps at once, you would fail. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I think I th- I remember hearing that too. Because it was like if you because that's more exertion than going up one at a time. So yeah. when you have a big pack on, I it's was like, a, there's huge, there's yeah, the the tr- the the onboarding or like the um to be able to get into the the fireys yeah. is really intense, and they um the coolest stuff that I got to do was filming the high angle rescue team. So we'd go to it's like the top of um like the Telstra building in the city mm. and they would abseil off oh, the sick. edge. So we got like access to the roof. That was heaps of fun. So were you leaning over the side filming? Yeah, leaning over the side filming. And then there was another place which was where the huge, um, I don't even know what the terminology is, you know, like the big cranes that take the, um, in Port Melbourne, you know how there's the uh, the ships that come in with the, what are those rectangle things called? Yeah, yeah, the 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 big um cargo. Yeah, what is the cargo that thing ships? Like? The cargo containers. The containers. Yeah. So the the crane things that take the containers. Yeah, they look like um like they look like giraffes. Yeah. From afar, they these huge big metal structures. Yeah. So though I got on to one of them on you the got top. On of, it? Yeah, on the top, and was filming on that, which was scary because it's sort of like honeycomb, sort of metal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
flooring so you can see all the way down but they yeah, would yeah. abseil off that so i got some to do some pretty cool experiences got to film in some interesting locations but i remember when we were doing the all hands show the um <laughs> on our final episode the christmas episode we wanted this scene actually i'll go back i'll i'll, I'll do the the final bit and then i'll explain what happened all right there was a stench in the office it was uh, end of December and it and it's something had died in the oh, office no. it was like a big we had this big warehouse with the the whole stu- studio and all that sort of thing and um yeah there was it got to the point where we got pest control to come in and try and sort out Bree is just trying to get Archie to come outside to take finally a take a dump thanks for doing that Breezer <laughs> Bree's not taking a no, dump just to be clear no, no he he hasn't uh he hasn't gone yet, Breezer. Um, yeah, so we had a pest control because it was really, there were like 40 degree days. It was hot and just stunk like something had died. So we it had, is the worst smell. Mate, I had things die under our house and then the... Then the what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> possums, but then the heating, the central heating oh, would carry the smell and push it out warm into disgusting. our house so the house smelled like dead possum. Anyway, disgusting. I know the smell. It's feral. Yeah, so it turns out what it was was on the Christmas episode, uh, <laughs> so a month earlier, we wanted to have this scene where the the show opened with a fiery pulling out a burnt chicken from the oven. They had a whole kitchen set. And so what we did was we had gone to the shops, mm. bought a raw chicken Ooh. and painted it black. The problem was that... We'd forgotten about it and kept it in the oven on in the set, <laughs> and it would get to forty degrees. Like it was going through that time where it was like, yeah, forty degrees. Yeah, every day we had a real stint of hot weather, and it turns out that the disgusting chicken oh, no. had just been rotting, and the That's pest control f- found it. Isn't so you that called the- in the pest control. We got this, boys. Yep, chicken, haven't seen this one before, chicken in an oven. Yeah, the old raw chicken in an oven. What? They would have been like, what is this? I mean, the whole thing was a bit of a circus. <laughs> I don't know if I can get in trouble for saying all this, but it was a it was a hilarious time. You could have done a mockumentary. The stuff that I would film, it was the same stuff every year. So they would do like the firefighter Olympic type stuff. So you'd go and film all different sports. I would film... Um, Anyone who's re- who was retiring, um, is this like a, a bunch of these dudes pushing themselves. Like when you say sports, it's like they're competing. Yeah. So yeah. So the fireys would have all these different like um, events that they'd be a part of. So yeah, there yeah. would be like I think it was called the firefighter games or something. So it's like all the different fireys competing in different sports. I wonder if they're still doing it. They 100 percent would be. I know that they reduced the that team to be like the core team now and they like all had to move to head office in east melbourne but man what an interesting time a whole studio it would have been a the the rent on that space would have been a couple of hundred thousand maybe a hundred and fifty thousand a year for the for the space in north fitzroy good spot yeah and it was um yeah, it was an interest, interesting time. So quirky. But I got to do some interesting stuff, made it a documentary, went up to um, uh, Marysville after mm. uh, Black Saturday. So it was it was during that time. So it would have been... So uh, when was Black Saturday? 2011? 
January or Feb. Yeah, so I'm assuming 20. It was a severe bushfire in Victoria for all our Japanese listeners. Yeah, and so it was interesting because I got to um, go up to Marysville, interview the bakery, the the lady who owned the bakery, one of the only... um, things that sort of survived the fire mm. was really interesting because here's someone who uh, whose bakery was fine but she had this tremendous guilt because she's like those people over the cross the road they died yeah. those people died like, died actually died and so there was it she ended <clears throat> up moving away from that area anyway just the severity of it quickly I know a cop who went up one like after it yeah. just happened. It was people who had been because when there's a bushfire, there's like this wind that can come through. It mm-hmm. creates like the a storm, the, fire storm. Yeah, the fire. You know, they say like fireballs actually yeah. travel. There was people that had been blown into barbed wire fences mm-hmm. and burnt, and yeah. he's he was there to see the bodies and inspect everything. Yeah. He said it was the most traumatic fucking experience he's ever had. Well, I think. Yeah, because I and he's probably eating a donut from the bakery. <laughs> was it was it open? No. Uh, yeah, it was open. Uh, I, I can't, I can't even remember. It's really a different vibe now. There, it's quite sad. Like they've, um, it's one of those things where it's like you've got this old town and everyone's sort of got post-traumatic stress, and they've most people oh. have left, and so it's been all they've tried to inject money into it to make it a thing again. But it's just got this gloomy sort of vibe. But the, um, yeah, no, I remember the speaking with the people who were involved in the identification of bodies and so they yeah so they would go into the houses i think they caught like there's this sort of dark humor associated with it where they're like i think the bodies were called crispies which is like a dead body from the fire and they would um you kind of got it i mean i one minute it's like oh that's that's disgusting they say yeah. that but on the other side it's like they're dealing with such a serious yeah. thing and they They've would deal with them with a lot of respect as well too right because the thing is that everyone would tell a story so some people would be found in their pool or they'd be found they'd, they'd be all like together in oh, one no, area no, of the no. house I see this, I go on like these um, you know it's like a I go down the rabbit hole of things mm. recently it's been um, some bin Laden yeah, I told you I've been just watching so much stuff. You're a few years late on that one. No, but uh, exactly. I've already gone down this before and now I'm just down it again for some reason. I got really into understanding the CIA and how they approached the Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you know what Zero Dark Thirty stands for? Have you heard that? There's like yeah. a movie about it, Zero uh-huh. Dark Thirty. It just means 1230. It's when they did the raid. Dark and then 30, Zero Dark Thirty. So oh, it's yeah. like I never knew that. Was this some, some sort of... Hollywood title that was created, or would no? They zero call Dark it Thirty is the term that they use. We're atta- we're going in to the compound at Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, that's what they say. So, what would be like nine a.m.? Yeah, don't know. <laughs> but I just that's I just Zero that was a fun Dark fact. Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty and I Nine think, Light. And they give they gave nine Osama Bin Laden a name. Yeah, Ger- I think it was Geronimo. Okay. So they're like eyes on Geronimo. Geez, they're anyway. really getting it. How much <laughs> of this shit's necessary versus they're just trying to act like top dogs? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I um, went down a, a rabbit hole of um, looking into um, fire shelters. So I was right. thinking like, why don't we have like out in these places, why isn't there just underground fire shelters? Yeah. And so I looked into it. And they're super act- expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah, around 20 grand. And yeah. I asked Scott Pape. Yeah. Barefoot investor, I went out to his property yeah. where his whole house burnt down uh-huh. 
and some sheep died. And mm-hmm. anyway, I was like, dude, do you have a fire shelter? Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, a um, bit expensive. And we'll and just hide in the money vault. <laughs> <laughs> a bit expensive, and they're not act- they're not actually that great. That was all we talked about. But then I looked up a company in Melbourne that creates them. Yeah. And then I was sort of reading some fine print. Here's the thing with fire shelters. You could suck the oxygen out of some shit or what's that? What do they... You only get like 40 minutes of oxygen yeah. in them. Mm-hmm. So they can be... It was a huge industry. I mean, this is like anything, but when something uh, happens, a huge industry comes following. And so the amount of these fire bunker company. I remember seeing a, um, a ute with like a fire bunker on a trailer and it would just like drive around as like a promo type of thing oh, of like yeah, get your fire because yeah, they bury them so yeah. this was like the this was this was the one that goes underground you know this is the one that they would then install yeah they dig out a hole yeah. put it down bury so, it it's full on people um people have been actually using them as man caves <laughs> just doing a bit of a reno yeah i i've been really thinking about making a video with one of these companies just because I'm interested in checking out some of these fire, these fire. Uh, we should do a p- episode, yeah, from a fire fire bunker, fire bunker. That'd be interesting. Everyone, it's the Daily Talk Show. Send your emails. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. We've got some uh, filming to do, so we better go. But have a good one. See we'll you guys. See you, see you Monday. Can you believe it's Friday? One o five on Monday. Yeah, catch ya.